Welcome to Community Forum. I'm your host, Priscilla Almquist Olson, and it gives me great pleasure today to welcome Easton's veteran agent, Corey Ahonen, and he has been uh, a, a wonderful uh, asset to Easton's veterans, but also to the community at large. So today we're going to meet him on a personal level and on a professional level. So welcome to Community Forum. And welcome, Corey. Thank you, Priscilla. Yeah, so nice to, uh, to see you um, here in the studio. I've just met you in the veterans office. And um, tell us a little bit about your background, where you grew up and what your interests were and how you got involved. Uh, was it the, uh, in the military? Sure, yeah, so um, you know, I grew up on the Cape, uh, graduated high school and um, had some plans you know, to do a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and, and looked into some college opportunities. And um, I ended up deciding after working for a year, I joined the Air Force and I was uh, enlisted as a security forces member in the Air Force, which is uh, law enforcement, military police, security, and I ended up doing uh, some other jobs within that as like corrections and things like that. Um, and I was in the Air Force on active duty for a little over six years. And after getting out, um, went back to school at Bridgewater State University. Mm -hmm. I got a bachelor's degree in psychology and my master's in public administration. Um, all during that time, I mean, I've been here with the town of Easton for coming up on two years in March. And um, all during the time I was in undergrad and graduate school, I was also serving veterans in a, on the uh, educational benefits side of things. I was working in the office there. That's kind of where I got my roots uh, in this uh, field and kind of have grown in, into the position I'm in today. So, um, yeah, so it's been a kind of a, you know, organic processes coming to this position, which is, it's been exciting. And, mm -hmm. you know, I'm really happy with the work I'm doing. Well. I had no idea. My goodness, you have, you're overqualified for the job. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's wonderful. So your, your master's in public administration yeah. really prepared you for administrating the veterans' benefits. and Absolutely. Uh, and then your psychology undergrad benefited you uh, with, in your relationships with the veterans because I'm sure you see people who uh, are very um, happy and positive and balanced and then you see people who are suffering from the effects of their military service. Absolutely. Um, you know, there's, I see the, the whole range uh, from, you know, the veteran who's just coming off active duty and is looking in the, how to best utilize their benefits or just become aware of their benefits to the widow or widower of a veteran uh, as well. So we serve, you know, I, I would say I serve approximately, you know, 50-50 with, uh, you know, dependents of military veterans and military veterans themselves. So I, I, the psychology piece has, has been very useful uh, in doing my job and kind of being able to manage and, and keep people focused on, you know, what we, we kind of meet, you know, the reasons that we meet for. Um, and that kind of segues into, you know, what kind of services, I guess, are offered by the mm -hmm. office. So, um, you know, we, we have benefits from federal, state, and local uh, government. So, you know, the federal benefits are kind of what we're most familiar with when we think about veterans' benefits, the GI Bill, mm -hmm. educational piece, um, vocational benefits, uh, vocational rehabilitation, which falls under education. 
Um, there is the VA offers many benefits toward you know disability compensation for any conditions that occurred in or were worsened by military service. Um, and there's, I mean, there's really, the list goes on. There's medical benefits, there's burial benefits, um, there's benefits for low-income, low-asset veterans that we offer as well. That's one of the bigger things that I do in the town. Mm. Yes, um, uh, I know several people who have uh, benefited from uh, the, the services of the Veterans Office, um, and they were services that they didn't know they were eligible for. Yeah. So uh, maybe you could list some of those that maybe people aren't aware of, besides the one you just mentioned. Right, yeah, so um, I think, you know, and I'll refer to my sheet here that I, I have written out a few notes just because these numbers do change. Um, every year they change to go with the cost of living adjustments that occur with Social Security and um, you know, medical benefits and things like that. So the benefit that I believe you're referring to uh, that's most available to our local veterans in Easton and um, dependents of veterans as well is the Chapter 115 Assistance Program. Uh, that is for a single income household of $2,081. This is gross. These are gross numbers that we use as well. So if you're close to these limits, I'm more than happy to meet with you and let you know you know, what you may qualify for otherwise. Mm -hmm. um, but the income limit for a single person, $2,081. That is per month, isn't it? Per month. Mm -hmm. And assets of $5,000. Now, the assets, it gets a little tricky and there's probably a lot of questions that go along with that. But generally, if you have more, you know, if you have under $5,000 in the bank or, you know, a, um, IRA, stocks, bonds, trusts, things like that of value less than, you know, combined value of less than $5,000, you qualify. Um, everyone qualifies to apply. I like to say that, like don't disqualify yourself in the parking lot before you come meet with me. Let me prepare an application and, and we'll get the final word from, from the state is probably the best way to go about it. And um, the asset doesn't include your home, does it? No, it doesn't include your home. It does include a second vehicle, but as we know, you know, vehicle valuations are usually far below what the mm -hmm. actual value is. So it doesn't tend to hurt you at all unless you have some sort of, you know, Rolls Royce or <laughs> something like that sitting in the garage. But, um, but yeah, so and then to go on a, a married couple. So that single, that I want to make clear, that is for a veteran themselves or uh, the surviving spouse of a veteran. Okay, so the surviving spouse benefits comes, does she or, uh, or he yeah. benefit um, to the total extent that the um, spouse would have benefited? Absolutely. Yes. Wow. Yeah. That's wonderful. Uh, so a common scenario would be a married couple. Mm -hmm. Let's just say for this example, a male veteran and a female spouse. Um, and even if they have dependent children, all the whole family is covered under this benefit. Wow. It includes submitting, uh, you know, medical bills, dental bills, emergency home repairs in certain cases, um, hearing aids, <coughs> monthly prescriptions. It's re it's a really an amazing benefit that um, it can go pretty far. So before I get uh, too off track, I want to just mention the married uh, income limit. So for a married couple, um, and I should mention, oh, the single you cannot be remarried. Oh. You have to be, <laughs> uh <-huh>. yeah, <laughs> unfortunately. So um, for married, uh, married couple, $2,818 gross income per month and $9,800 assets. 
Mm -hmm. so. so that's not that much more, is it, for two people? It's a little more. I mean, it's, you know, it's a little less. Well, the income is, is right. not even close to double, but the right. assets become a little higher. Right. Um, and there's all these little caveats to it. It's a very confusing program, but that's the first qualifiers. I should mm -hmm. say, you know, if you're somewhere close to that, please give me a call and I'd be glad to meet. Um, if someone is way beyond those limits, I would say it's probably not worth their time. Mm -hmm. I have all the time to meet. I'll make time to meet with anyone mm -hmm. um, and, and explain what's going on. But I think for the individual mm -hmm. applying, it's probably not worth their time to. So, so. Um it's $2,080, you said, for the single? $2,081. $81 for the single and $2,880? dollars $2,818. $18 for a married yeah. couple. And you can see those rise by about a dollar, dollar fifty, two dollars right. you know, one to two percent uh, with the fluctuating COLA adjustments and things every July. Uh -huh. So that's a state benefit that I administer on the local level. Okay. Um, and that amount, I mean, you know, throughout the year our budget looks like $250,000 per year mm -hmm. for that benefit. Okay, and then also um, you have a discretionary fund, isn't that true? Yes. And can you explain that to the listening audience? Right, so uh, the discretionary fund is reserved <clears throat> to reimburse veterans uh, or family members of veterans living in Easton for costs of daily living that, um, you know, basically to help in an emergency situation and to help ensure the mm -hmm. dignity of those individuals. So um, we recently adjusted the definition to include that, uh, to ensure dignity to kind of include a little more latitude as to what, you know, because what constitutes an emergency is, it, mm -hmm. you know, just to mm -hmm. provide some clarity there. So, and we also extend that benefit to uh, National Guard and reservists who, you know, had prior service. And basically, the reason for that is because they're not included in a lot of the definitions of a veteran. So just because you served, you may not necessarily qualify for certain federal or state benefits as a veteran. But in the town of Easton, we make sure that if you've served in any capacity, you qualify for something. Mm -hmm. So if you come to me in need, you will not leave empty-handed. But um, on that, I can issue up to $500 prior to uh, select board approval and anything above that I, I would have to go to select board and, and request um, mm -hmm. request the approval for that. So. Can you give us some examples, uh, without mentioning names of course, sure. of, of some of the veterans who have come in um, uh, recently or, or well since in the past two years since you've been uh, in operation here in East End. Can you give yeah. us some examples so that people have a, a, a genuine idea as to what really constitutes an emergency? Sure, yeah. So, um, you know, a veteran who has been hospitalized for 30 plus days, uh, they come home to their home and they live alone or they, you know, maybe they live with a spouse that has gone to stay somewhere else while they've, while they've been gone um, and they come home to, you know, the food in their refrigerator has gone bad in that mm -hmm. time. Um, that's a situation where I would be able to utilize the discretionary fund, particularly the grocery store gift cards that we accept mm -hmm. um, and we receive quite a bit of. Those are the quickest way to to reimburse someone. But but this individual comes home after 30 plus days, and um, you know they're able to have a fresh loaf of bread, fresh gallon of milk, um, those basic necessities to kind of get them back mm -hmm. welcomed home. Um, instead of them having to worry about, you know, 
if they have enough food mm. to eat for the next day and a half or two days or even a week, they can focus on their recovery from whatever condition that and, they... And who goes out and buys those things and brings them to the home? I would do that if it came to uh, that situation or if there were uh, a family member maybe mm -hmm. who came. Basically, whoever makes the call for the emergency, someone would call me and say, you know, there's this situation. Mm -hmm. um, if I'm not already aware of it, I would offer to them, you know, to, to, to do those services and... Um, mm -hmm. I would make sure it got done either either way. And who supplies the funds for this discretionary fund? The discretionary fund is completely donation based. Mm -hmm. So I haven't found any grants um, for that. If if I do come across those, that, that that'll be another funding source. But it's completely donation uh, based. And what happens is, I'll receive donations. Usually they're, you know, the people wish to remain anonymous. But I have on my web page on the Easton. Uh, .ma.us um, website uh, under Veterans Services, I will list the donors' names mm -hmm. um, unless they specify they want to be anonymous. Well, I know um, I'm a member of the Easton Grange, yes, and uh, we uh, donate every year yes, a substantial you do. amount. Of course, you do. Yes, that's <laughs> it's always appreciated. Yeah, and you know, there's <clears throat> it's always a unanimous vote uh, because we appreciate the service and um, putting themselves, many of them, in harm's way uh, in the past. Uh, and uh, so, now that dignity portion, um, yeah. what sorts of examples can you give us of people whose dignity needs to be restored or maintained? So, um, mm -hmm. the most recent example, and I would probably say the strongest example I have of uh, maintaining a veteran's dignity is uh, an individual who was receiving benefits through my office already, we had already determined their financial standing and their eligibility there had passed away. And the family had made arrangements and we had met to discuss what services I could provide and basically those were, you know, there's a presidential memorial certificate, I applied for the VA grave marker and headstone, um, and then other benefits. And the, the grave marker and the headstone came in and it was this big, you know, mar they selected a white marble stone, it was beautiful, um, probably almost the length of this table and about 200 pounds and it got delivered to my office and <laughs> unfortunately it had to sit in my office for months because the family could not afford the fee to install the marker um, in the cemetery. Now under the old definition of what the discretionary fund was used for, it was a great definition, it just didn't cover situations like that, I mean that's mm. that's not exactly an emergency that's that doesn't quite meet there but that is the ultimate dignity for a veteran right is to mark this grave with the proper headstone that's mm. been furnished by the government you know that's that's the ultimate um, his final dignity so mm. I would say that's my example of, of using that those funds so we we use those funds to pay for the installation mm -hmm. fee um, which you know. So, was um, were you instrumental in uh, in inserting the, those words regarding dignity into the um, uh, legislation? That oh yes, um, myself and uh, Kristen Kennedy, director of health and community services, we came up with the um, additions and, and little changes to the discretionary fund based off of what I was noticing in in the community serving the veterans. Mm -hmm. Was you know I was having to have conversations with 
I'm going to call them veterans, you know, whether they meet the definition or not. And I would have to say, unfortunately, sir, ma'am, you do not meet the definition, the state's definition mm -hmm. of a veteran to qualify for these certain benefits. And that's a hard conversation to have to, to tell someone that their service doesn't count for, mm -hmm. you know, and I would of, always. Yeah, excuse me. What types yeah. of uh, military service doesn't qualify? So it um, might be easier to just quickly just run down the, the definition. It's uh, 180 days of active duty service. Um, and the active duty part is what differentiates. So it's 180 days active duty service during peacetime and 90 days during active duty of active duty during wartime, which is technically where we are mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. um, so active duty other than training, mm -hmm. which becomes difficult mm -hmm. because a lot of National Guardsmen and reservists, they will be activated for their training only unless mm -hmm. they're deployed or you know, activated and they could be activated in the state or they could be serving in an active role down the street or they're activated in their, mm. you know, in Georgia or something like that. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but generally if you're serving your uh, weekend a month, two weeks a year, that is for training only. So that... Mm -hmm. Now I happen to know an individual who just missed that 180 days of active oh. service. And so is, uh, is there any leeway? No, there there is no leeway. That's a, so. If it's 179 days, you're out. You're not in the ball game, right? Um, but there may be. I mean, I'm sure that's that particular situation's been worked out. But I had a situation in my my previous role at Bridgewater State University where a uh, National Guard soldier had, or uh, it was an airman actually, National Guard airman. He had multiple trips, one day, two days at a time over to Afghanistan or Iraq and back with his flight crew. And they all added up to 90 days, which is what he needed during this period of wartime. Um, but he wouldn't have known that he was qualified as a veteran because he didn't have that 90 days straight, which is what you, you'd think of. He, did, he probably thought to himself, oh, that's a day here, a day there. But, but so there may be situations like that where, you know, but I've also heard of situations where people were activated for a forest fire and it was, they counted it as their annual training and it, it, due to that administrative uh, you know notation it, it, mm -hmm. it kind of ended up they missed out on some benefits because of mm -hmm. that so so the, so the bottom line is uh, ha come make an appointment yes and the number to call is 508-230-0690 and I'm extension 3 extension 3 and uh, that number is the Council on Aging. Yes. And that's where uh, Corey uh, has his office. Uh, if you go in the door, it's the second door on the right. And, um, but you need to make an appointment because he's a busy guy. He has lots of people coming in, and, uh, uh, including me, <laughs> <laughs> knocking on the door. Uh, so make an appointment and just go over. Um, your credentials to see whether you qualify of course. and and what you qualify for and of course if you are not if you don't have the records of your service um, I'm sure that you can find that out uh, yes. he has the means to do that and um, so do not miss out on benefits that you deserve and that you earned right Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, in, in <clears throat> conclusion, can you uh, give us some examples of um, Easternites who've come in to you in, in say, the last month or t several months, uh, and what they, uh, their experience uh, with you and what they benefits they earned? 
Yeah, um, I mean, I, you know, the experiences range. I, I get individuals I'll help out and, and they receive, you know, a small amount of uh, benefit, whether it's money or if it's, uh, you know, a, a discount they receive and they're, you know, the most grateful for that little piece. And then, you know, there's others who maybe their expectations were a little higher and, and maybe a little disappointed. Um, but, you know, that's kind of the range I, I would say Overall, my assessment is that Eastern veterans are, are getting what they need and mm -hmm. are, are, you know, I'm more than accessible. I have an email address, a cell phone, a phone in my mm -hmm. office, and if I'm there, I'll answer it. Um, you know, I don't avoid anyone by any means. So I would say overall, we're we're getting some good, great feedback. Can you give one personal story of somebody who walked in and uh, and what you did for that person? Okay. Um, yeah. So you know, we. Uh, a World War II veteran who, uh, when I was first starting, I was working on his claim and appeal, was what it was, uh, and there was a decision that was made by the VA that was not correct, and it was caught, and I had the help of uh, another local veteran service officer who was training me with me at the time, um, and we had identified the error that had happened, and we followed it through the appeals process, and him and his family were <clears throat> awarded a very large retroactive amount from the VA. Um, and, you know, it, it basically, you know, they sent the thank you card and, and things like that. And that's very nice to, to receive thanks. But I, you know, I, I get paid to do my job. I'm not, uh, you know, I love to do it. Uh, and I am very grateful when someone else is grateful to the work I provide. But, I don't do it to be thanked or anything, but but, but yeah, there's you know situations well, like that. Right, and there's um, lots of uh, satisfaction and uh, that you receive in your job. Definitely, there's nothing better than uh, working uh, on a full-time basis helping other people. Yeah, I mean that is You're psychologically right. the best medicine for good health. And yeah, it really <laughs> happiness. is. Yeah, it really is, and it's yeah. you know I wouldn't trade it for anything. I'm I'm. Uh, I'm loving it for sure. So. Well, we in Easton are so happy and pleased that you're in this position. Oh, thank you. You you have provided such wonderful service. Thank and you. Um, veterans out there, you got to come and meet this guy. Come on in. <laughs> right. So the phone number is 508 um you know, like how we said before, feel free to show up if you if you don't mind a wait. Um, I always say, kind of kind of like showing up anywhere without an appointment. It's you may expect a wait, but uh, if you have an appointment with me, I, I guarantee you that dedicated time to to work through whatever it is that we're we have at and hand. One final note: um, the Council on Aging, where Corey has his office, is located <clears throat> in the Frothingham Memorial Hall, which is on Barrow Street. So, um, you know, make your way there. But first yeah. call, make an appointment. <clears throat> Thank you so much, Corey, Thank for you. joining us today on Community Forum. And you certainly have provided the community with such valuable information. Oh, good. good. And, and so those of you who are not veterans, but you know somebody who is, pass along this valuable information. Um, <clears throat> and you can always see this program on online anytime you want. So if you know a veteran, tell them to um, type in easterncat.org and <clears throat> click on watch, that's um, above, and then you click on series 
and I think I'm the last one in the series. You go all the way down and click on Community Form, and there you will find uh, several programs uh, and choose the one with Corey Ahonen. Did I say that right? You did. Oh, good. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, thank you for watching.